0: Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Gemma. And this is the Body Smart Podcast.
1: And if you've ever thought you might be a little bit of a perfectionist and maybe have an all or nothing mindset, this is the episode for you. We're going to be talking about willpower, decision fatigue, and how you just sometimes need to embrace the suck. Yes, I did say that. <laughs> okay, I wanted to talk to you today okay. about something that I know I have. Yeah. You don't.
0: I did. Mm, I did. Okay. Still still do in some way the ways.
1: So you've seen you've seen the notes, haven't you then? Yes, you have. You've I taken have. a sneaky peek at the <laughs> notes. Cause today we're going to talk about all or nothing mindset. Yeah. First of all, in your own words, how would you describe this? Let's say you're having a conversation with somebody down a bar, you get chatting about what you do and like, oh all or nothing mindset. I've heard you talking about that on social media. What does that mean?
0: Yeah, I think it's, we agree it's similar to like the perfectionist mindset in some degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's like those, If we're very much talking about health and fitness here, aren't we? So it's kind of like, right, I'm going to get on a diet on Monday. So it's like, right, I'm going to get on that diet. I'm going to like cut out all the foods. I'm going to go to the gym six times. (laughs) I'm going to go at it 110%. And it's like, that's what we feel like we've got to do. We've got to, like, if I'm not going to do it all, there's no point in doing any of it. Um, And, you know, that mindset can can really sabotage people and, and not allow them to even start sometimes because Mm -hmm. it feels so overwhelming that you've got to do all these things like how good you know it's just i haven't got time to do that how am i going to possibly factor that in so um all or nothing mindset shows up in lots of different ways in our lives um but around health and fitness that's probably one sort of good example
1: i want you to go back to your example though because you said oh i used to go on talk to me how have you jamie moran alien (laughs) (laughs) he's got all his shit together (laughs) how have you ever had an all or nothing mindset
0: um, I think I was just I and I still am I like I care about the details in a lot of things and can be very perfectionist about certain things mm-hmm. and um, I realized as probably more I, th- I think business has taught me a lot because in the sense of it's kind of like if things don't go well there's no one else to blame other than yourself mm-hmm. so it, it there's a very there's a higher level of reflection of like well it didn't work so who else who's else fault is it so i would like i would be overcritical over so many things and sometimes that would stop me or delay me putting work out or completing work because i'm like it has to be right i have to have it 100 it has to be i have to get everything all the bits done uh, and it's not that i'm still don't care about details or very much do but it's just understanding sometimes that um i've used possibly maybe used that as an excuse to just not Put the workout or mm-hmm. even do the work because it's not one hundred percent right. though the details haven't all been done, um and then yeah, that showed up in just just other areas of of my life as well. Maybe when I was a lot younger, um around exercise, like I wouldn't go and exercise if I didn't have a great night's sleep and I hadn't eaten my pre-workout meal before. Like I wasn't going to create the complete optimal environment mm-hmm. instead of being like, well, it's probably better to just still go and yeah. have a sixty percent workout than a workout that's optimally perfect, which isn't really realistic in <laughs> in somebody's life.
1: I heard a really good phrase this week where they were talking about when it comes to like your health and mm. your fitness, that often we get stuck in thinking we have to have the perfect plan. Yes. And actually, like you've just said there, executing a 60% plan on a consistent basis is better than doing the perfect plan once or twice. Of
0: course, of course it is because it's consistency life's a long game (laughs) you know what I mean like your health and fitness and nutrition if you don't use it you lose it so if you're just gonna do it every now and then whenever when the stars align and things (laughs) are perfect you're not gonna get much done versus if you find ways of being you know getting 60% of the stuff done all the time, you're going to see more consistent progress. And guess what? As you start to figure out more of those things, you'll probably be able to align things more to be 70, 80, 90, or even up, probably ne- never 100% because there's just there's too many variables in life. Um, but, you know, ironically, like doing less and managing your expectations in the beginning actually sets you up to do more in the future.
1: In what way? How, can you explain that? What do you mean?
0: Um, So like, let's say we've got a client that, you know, they're like, oh, I, I want to start going to the gym. I want to start doing exercise. And like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go six times a week. And then we talk about the, you know, the commitments that they've got. Maybe they've got kids, maybe they haven't, maybe they work 20 hours a week, maybe 60. Who knows? But, you know, realistically, maybe they can only exercise three times a week. You know, when we've actually looked at their schedule properly. So a first part of that is over-commitment. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make this huge amount of commitment. And instead, you know, they, uh, so so they want to do six, but we, talk about it and we get them to do three. So then they consistently do three for the next month and maybe they dial in other parts of their health and fitness. I and mean, then you go, what, well, you know what? Actually, now that I've got more energy from working out and I'm feeling better, I actually don't mind getting up and doing a morning workout. I could probably get a fourth workout in. So they've created space
1: mm-hmm.
0: through the fact that they manage their expectations in the beginning to then be able to do more in the future. Versus if they'd just started at six times a week. They might have done it for two weeks burnt out and gone, this is too hard. I can't do it. So there's a huge part of like expectation management and realize that you don't have to do all the things right away Mm -hmm. but you can start to do more of the things over time as it becomes easier and the behaviors become more subconscious
1: is doing things like because all or nothing perfectionism sometimes and like the examples you give there it can be Mm. about extremes I'm really guilty of this and I'm sure you're going <laughs> to rip the shit out of me for this and you're very welcome to. Okay. <laughs> but I have been guilty of being that woman of extremes. Like one day. I know day, you have.
0: I know you have, Gemma. I know I'm you very nothing. well. <laughs>
1: and then the next day I'm doing everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's there's a there's a time and a place for that. I think um, if we look at like challenges and we've run challenges in the past and there's challenges like 75 hard and we've had the 28 day challenges, there's all these fantastic challenges. And I think they are great for extrinsic motivation, mm-hmm. which is basically like, right, we got 28 days. We're going to do all the things. We're going to get it done. We're in a community. We've got this camaraderie. Let's show up and get shit done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You've got that mentality. Great. But then the 28 days ends and then it's like, well, what now yep. <laughs> and often people just revert back to old habits old behaviors because what they done in that time was so so difficult and i think challenges and sprints can be really effective and and even in your health and fitness to some degree can be a good thing but we have to remember that what i said before that your health and fitness is a lifelong game yes so you need to create intrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation means you're gonna take action no matter what because it's in, it's intrinsically important to mm-hmm. you. It doesn't mean that you can't create external or extrinsic goals, like hey, I want to lose X amount of weight this month, or hey, I've got a wedding come up and I want to look sexy as fuck at it. You know, th- <laughs> there can be yeah. you can have extrinsic goals, but if you want to create true sustainable results, you have to have intrinsic motivation. Um, and that's when we tend to get into like people's why's. So, like my intrinsic why of taking action is that it stops me from going loopy (laughs) and that's pretty much it like if i don't exercise on a regular basis i get more agitated i sleep awfully that has the negative feedback on everything else too Mm -hmm. i start eating bad um my mental health goes to shit i get more angry it's just not worth it like i literally don't like that person i don't i don't i don't like that jay i don't want to know that jay you can stay over there i never want to meet him so for me my intrinsic motivation is that i want to train and it because it makes me feel good it makes me show up the best version of me that for me is enough for me to always show up with exercise and it always will be because i don't want to when i do meet that person i'm like you're, you're, i hate you <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> fuck off <laughs> you know what i mean so, i've only met him a couple of times yeah right, he's, a, he's, a, he's a crank and, <laughs> and i'm like i even know i know i'm being like that i can't rationalize it it's, mm. it's weird i don't like it so for me i i have got an intrinsic why to keep taking action um, and I, I'm fully aware like that, that not every, like I do think exercise, everyone needs to do it for a whole host of different reasons. But I do realise that I'm probably more on the extreme side of things. So if your intrinsic why isn't like mine, you have to start asking those other questions around why it's important for you to keep taking action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can allow you to create, that'll allow you to do the things that are necessary when you don't feel like doing them. Yeah. So.
1: I think uh, I, for me, that intrinsic motivation is only a recent thing for me mm-hmm. definitely and and it's 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 come through that self-trust and self-belief and you know you will take the piss out of me. I did do 75 hard. I know you did. Right, which is yeah. 22 months ago, nearly two years ago I did it. And just to explain mm-hmm. for anybody who might be listening who hasn't come across it. So 75 hard was a challenge coined by Andy Frizella of mm-hmm. First Form yep. who had a podcast called MF CEO mother effing CEO, that was it. <laughs> and he called this the tactical yep. way to win the war on yourself. And I got to a point where I think a lot of people do, where I was just sick of, I was sick of myself. I was just so yeah. sick of myself. I saw somebody else doing this online and mm-hmm. me being me in that old all or nothing mindset thought, yeah. that's it. I'm going to do all of the things. Yeah. And so the deal with 75 Hard is you do two 45 minute workouts per day. One of them has to be outside. Mm-hmm. Drink four gallons of water
0: no for one gallon or four liters gall- yeah that's four right. gallons of water, you might die i might
1: die yeah. a gallon of water but but <laughs> yeah. a ga- a uk gallon is less than an american gallon oh, i think, yeah. I, think I was like doing the wrong 3.6 no, UK- liters or that's somewhere. it but uk gallons more than an american so i was drinking more than i should have been right
0: yeah yeah
1: um pick a diet and stick to it read 10 pages of a self-development book no audiobooks mm. take a progress picture every day yep that was it, right? So that's the seventy-five hard, and I did that. I mm. made a decision, and I started it the next day, and it w- it helped me develop that self trust. But unfortunately, yep. what happened, which is what happens with a lot um. of these things, day seventy-six, <laughs> everything went in yeah. the bucket, bucket. Yeah, <laughs> like, I yeah. just stopped. I just stopped. Oh, that was the other part of it: don't drink alcohol. That was yeah. the, you couldn't have a drink. So. Yeah. My 75 hard crossed my birthday and Christmas and we had all this alcohol in the house from Christmas, all these- mm boxes of wine and i don't know if our american friends have baileys do they have baileys in america i
0: think so yeah
1: baileys is just if you don't if you don't i'm not sure it's like (laughs) delicious creamy irish liqueur and uh, christmas day my sisters are there swilling around you gonna just
0: drink a straight oh
1: swilling around their baileys in ice and i'm looking at them and i hate you because i wasn't having a drink (laughs) and it gets to the end it gets to day 76 and i I just drank and drank and drank because it was Mm. like oh i can now the rules Mm. are off and the rules are gone yeah and I wouldn't do that kind of thing again, mainly because I know you'll tell me off. <laughs> because yeah. I know that you've got to make these things part of your life. They can't yeah. just be for the short term. Mm-hmm. Or can that? you know, can you dig deep in that fat loss phase?
0: So... Again, I think I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from doing a challenge. I think challenges have their place Mm -hmm. and they're fantastic at building camaraderie and community, which is so, so important. And it giving you that um, extrinsic goal. Uh, What, needs to be spoken about and if anyone's listening from the 75 hour community <laughs> uh, you need to have a plan after the plan after that yeah you, do. you know like yeah. we just spoke um we spoke on the last podcast about the diet after the diet mm-hmm. and that's because a lot of our clients will lose as much weight as they want and then it's like oh i've lost all the weight you know i'll just go back to old habits and behaviors no we set them up with a reverse diet and then their skills strategies and self awareness to then sustain and maintain the results because that is what people want mm-hmm. now you know, do you have to keep taking the same actions that you did in the challenge afterwards? No. Is there a happy medium? Probably. And I think that is probably where the discussion needs to be is like, you know, hey, you done 75 hard, you know, maybe have a day of celebration because you've done something for for quite a considerable amount of time. And yeah, definitely give yourself a pat on the back um we try to get our clients not to reward themselves with food or alcohol (laughs) so i think that can be a good one like (laughs) hey like go and celebrate but maybe just not with food or alcohol you know go and find some other things to do that don't involve that um but yeah then just having a plan and a strategy afterwards to make sure that hey you know maybe some of those habits and behaviors and disciplines that you've done over that 75 days they were probably there was probably a lot of good in there Mm. like how do you keep a percentage or a portion that up that now fits with your lifestyle because you've done the challenge so
1: Because there is a part of me right now that looks back at that time Mm -hmm. and goes, for fuck's sake, why can't you do this? You did that every day for 75 days. But Mm -hmm. the reality was I was walking with my dogs at midnight outside on my own on a country lane, stupid. When I look back now, I'm like, what a knob yeah. that was just not safe mm-hmm. and really silly mm-hmm. it was the middle of winter but you're in it freezing. you're in the you're in the challenge i, it, I get I it like it. i
0: get that like when yeah. you're in something you're in it and i think that's the beautiful thing of that extrinsic motivation is like you're gonna do the things you know mm-hmm. what i mean but yeah is that real do you want to be walking your dogs um <laughs> at midnight down the country no. line all the time Pro- probably not no. so is there a happy medium where you go right i'm gonna set a step goal for the week you know and i'm gonna aim to hit that step goal and you know what if i have a really busy day or my kid gets sick and I have to go and pick him up from school or I have to go and do something else and I only do X amount of steps, you know what? I'll do more the next day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you have a little bit of flexibility and movement because guess what? Life happens. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's it's giving yourself that, uh, you've got to have that self-trust as you mentioned earlier, but also just not having maybe just such fixated parameters that don't really fit into what a normal life would be. Otherwise, You'll be walking down a country lane at midnight. Your yeah. husband
1: going, I think you're stupid. I think you're an idiot. And yeah. me just going, shut up. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no,
1: I do. You're right though. There are as well. Like, I do a lot of journaling these mm-hmm. days. I know that a lot of our coaches, if it's right for a client, we'll get them to journal too. Yeah, And it becomes a part of the process of reminding yourself about you. Why, why you are doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing it to be able to go on a Facebook group to the 75 yeah. harders and go completed it mate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get to do it. You know, yeah. I get to tick off all my 75 hard goals, but that mm-hmm. you're right. That was the extrin- extrinsic motivation yeah. being part of a community that's you know, fantastic, you know. Being yeah. part of a
0: community is great. You feel like one of us, one yeah. of us. You know what I mean? It's like it—it yeah. it, it is great. Yeah. There's there's a lot to be said for that. And I'm not—I get I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from challenges. But I'm thinking, you know, let's say you've got a business project to do, and we've got this—we've all got this big task that we've all got to chip in. It's like, come on, guys! Right? We have got the next month, the next twenty-eight days. We're going to sprint and we're going to get all this done, mm-hmm. and the project's done and finished, and we publish it. Great. Well, that po- project ended your health and fitness doesn't, doesn't end <laughs> and it okay, goes yeah, on forever so when yep. you're when you're looking at fitness challenges or any sort of challenges that you're doing towards your health and fitness can you do sprints and create extrinsic motivation yes i believe you should i think you should utilize all the variables of motivation but you do have to look at like what am i going to do afterwards and i think that's just a really important distinction to be aware of so you don't just go like all in <laughs> and then all off which is 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 similar to what we're talking about. With the yeah, it's on, what you know. it's
1: what a lot of a lot of people do. It's mm-hmm. why people do twelve week transformations. Of course, you know, yeah. bride tribe. You know, dieting to get into a wedding dress, mm-hmm. for example. And it's just so unrealistic that once that wedding day's mm-hmm. been and gone, and the dress has been packed off to the yeah. dry cleaners, those mm-hmm. things, you know, you've not done it from a place of this is improving. Like for you, yeah. oh, this stops me being loopy. You've not done it from a place of that. You've done it from a place of I want to get in a dress or. Yeah. I want to be hard and say i'm a 75 harder at the end yeah
0: and a lot of people do like they'll you know they'll jump on the latest fad you gotta remember like this is the way it's always been like Mm -hmm. it like diet like the way magazines and instagram are marketing around diets is it's always been the hard and fast (laughs) it has always been that way no one's ever gone oh you're gonna do health and fitness for the next 60 years so you know why not just try and go a more slower, sustainable way and create a blueprint that lasts for the rest of your life. You know, it's just, that's never been the marketing because it's not sexy. It's not what people want to hear. Everyone Mm -hmm. wants right here, right now, fast. I've got the secrets. I've got the answers. Come to me, give me your money. I'm going to give you this magical pill or magical plan or whatever it is. That is, that is what we are drawn to. Mm -hmm. And I think it is starting to change. I think people are starting to see through it a little bit more, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's, it, yeah, it is unfortunate.
1: I like doing my daily decisions. And this came about from something that you and James, a co-founder of Body Smart, taught me, you know, the super version of me. Who is the super version of me? What is my identity? And I realized we are all just a series of decisions away from being that future version of ourselves, whether that future version of ourselves is the super version or the pretty shit version. (laughs) And up until that point for me, like when I started 75 Hard, Mm. my decisions that had got me there, had led to this massive weight gain, yeah. poor mental health, not feeling mm-hmm. great about myself. Mm-hmm. And I did do that 75 hard challenge. I did fall off the rails. Then we had lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I think it was around this time last year where I thought, I'm just a product of my repeated decisions. We all are. Like, I'm just, and I like to, <laughs> I like to do it like Bart Simpson lines every week. Like, <laughs> yeah. what decisions do I get to make yeah. this week? And I've been doing things recently like water, steps, and things like skincare. Mm -hmm. Nearly 40, I've actually been washing my face twice a day for the first time in my (laughs) life and properly using creams and cleansing my face. And that compound effect of taking, of just that one small split decision at night when I can't be bothered and I want to get in bed and it's like, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to cleanse my skin. I'm going to put my moisturizer Mm -hmm. on and it makes a massive difference. Same with the steps, same with tracking, honestly. So is that... But is that all or nothing?
0: No, that is. You are what you repeatedly do. You yeah. know what I mean. So it's your your, your habits um, are are gonna be the foundation of 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 how you act and show up in, in multiple areas of your life. Um, you know, and we all have these subconscious and unconscious habits subconscious habits that we already have. Like, here's a good a good one. Um, when you put your jeans on in the morning, do you put your left foot on first or your right foot? Oh
1: my god! Um, <laughs> right?
0: Are you sure? Um, I don't my, my point is is that we will all do this and we will probably always yeah. do one foot or the other I do. and we don't realize we don't even realize it's I just even
1: like put my shoes on yeah it's post, just my right one on. yeah. <gasps> that's blown my head
0: it's just autopilot and then sometimes <laughs> if you've ever been in the car and you're driving and then next minute you may be thinking about something and maybe you've just drove home or drove the wrong way because you're just in autopilot yeah. and that does happen and really the way to get your health and fitness in a place where it's it's much easier to stay on top of is to create habits and behaviors that allow you to just your autopilot your default is just you being on top of your health and fitness
1: right i want want to clip this for our instagram (laughs) right so tell me again Ask me the question about putting my jeans on and then tell me why we need to autopilot our health and fitness. For, for our audio only listeners and our full podcast and YouTube listeners, thanks for bearing with us on this. Go yeah. on, tell me again.
0: So when you put your jeans on in the morning or your pants on in the morning, do you put your left foot on first? Or do you put your left foot in or your right foot? My right. Your right foot. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people don't even know. We just do this subconsciously and we don't even realise, but it's just something that we repeatedly do and we don't have to think about. It doesn't require any mental bandwidth. And the way we really create sustainable change or change that's going to last is through behavior change and, and habit change. So the best way of doing this is to get your habits and behaviors on autopilot. So you don't need to be reminded to drink three liters of water. You just do it. You don't need to be reminded to eat healthy. You just do it. You know, you, you already make these decisions without even thinking you're on autopilot. And then what that happens is, is actually when life gets a little bit tougher and things happen, you're, it, it's not difficult to navigate your health and fitness because most of it is already on autopilot. It doesn't require as much mental bandwidth. So that's that's probably...
1: What about you, left or right one?
0: I don't even know. I don't even know. Because <laughs> <That, laughs> yeah, yeah. you just do it on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, yeah.
1: brilliant. Can all or nothing thinking ever be a positive trait?
0: Um. Ooh, that's a good question. What do you think? I'm just passing the baton over to you.
1: Oh, uh, the only specific example I can think of, and I don't know whether this would be classed as—I well, suppose it is—I made a really life-changing decision in February 2020 to stop drinking. Yes, that's all or nothing. That's extremes. It is because we we had a body smart night out recently, and mm-hmm. Lee, who's on our breakthrough team, was like, "Why can't you just moderate? Why can't you just have a few?" Yeah, and I was like, mm, "Cause I don't want to." It's not and, that yeah. I had a problem with alcohol. Mm. I just, I'm really enjoying being sober.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're wild enough without alcohol. Exactly. And we do say this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think. In an example like that, definitely, I mean, if we look at what alcohol is, I mean, I I, I, um, I, do like having a drink, you know what I mean? Like I think last time I was out with Steph, I think we ordered a, a pint, I ordered a pint and she's, uh, she's like, you're so giddy, you're so giddy, like knowing that it's coming. And I've been listening to like a lot of neuroscience stuff and we get a higher dopamine hit before the thing is about to happen that we enjoy yeah. so probably the anticipation of having a drink i've got like a smile on my face and she's like why are you so giddy and i'm just like i just want to have a drink you know what i mean so but i do think uh you know if you are somebody that's struggling to lose weight or you're struggling with your mental health you you know alcohol is is probably a great thing to cut back on or mm-hmm. to cut out completely at least for a period of time and i think that's maybe it's not about just moderating this is something that has empty calories in will physically affect you in a negative way will mentally affect you in a negative way um, and i know for a lot of people they might be like well i just need that release or so i just need to calm down or you know it winds me down at the end of the day i mean one glass of wine of an evening um, if you have that can uh, speed up your heart rate i think it's something by like five to ten percent mm-hmm. so your heart can beat an extra three to four thousand times while you sleep Whoa. so when you wake up the next day you literally will feel more anxious. You will feel more lethargic, more tired. You wouldn't have had any deep REM sleep or dream sleep. And all of them things will have a negative feedback loop on every part of your health and fitness and your mental health. So I think, and that's just one glass of wine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, um, I, like I like drinking, <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> know what I mean. Uh, and I've debated many times not drinking, yeah. But I think for some people, and especially if you're in a weight, in a fat loss phase or weight loss phase, I think actually going through an a lot of the period of time of not drinking mm-hmm. is a really, really good thing. And I actually think for yourself, not drinking. Is, is probably it's definitely
1: the best decision. Well, that, that was one of my motivations. Was that when I was drunk or hungover, I made poor food choices. Of course, and then yeah. I always felt like I was in that cycle of being a weekend warrior. Mm-hmm. The weekend was my weekend. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. I was either drunk and eating kebabs at two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. stuffing my face with chips and garlic mayo, yeah. or hungover, surviving off of three tubs of Pringles and full yeah. fat coke to try and get over it, and then yeah. feeling crap Monday to Friday oh, because you do. Yeah. It, the food guilt and everything. Of course, and mm-hmm. then yeah, when I. Chose to to go sober initially. I did it as a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, I did it as a yeah. ninety day challenge, and I just thought, wow, this feels good. The anxiety went. My heart rate improved massively. Mm. And the reality is, I don't need a drink. I'm the first person on the dance floor. You I'm are. the last person are. off <laughs> it. Just didn't need a drink, yeah. so I kind of figured. And I, I, I like, I like driving and getting people home. I oh, like it's being funny mother- you home.
0: Everyone. Just people hit that point in the night out, don't they? Where they just really stop making sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to witness all that crap. I remember it <laughs> it's
1: absolutely. Um, so
0: yes, back to your question, I think in if 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 you know yourself, if you're self-aware enough, I think sometimes making decisions like that can be positive where you're playing into that all mm-hmm. a mindset. Um, but for the most part, I think they can be. They can be if we don't think about what what after can be a negative. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that's probably why it doesn't feel all or nothing to me because i can't i can't think of any good reasons to start drinking again yeah. i'm not that bothered the mm-hmm. only thing i miss is a glass of red wine in front yeah, of so a fire that's yeah. it that's the only thing i miss yeah. and you can't get decent non-alcoholic red wine it's mm-hmm. like vinegar and piss it's yeah. awful <laughs> absolutely awful <laughs> I
0: think it's just one of them though if the, if it's just like if you look at the list of positives that you've got yeah, and you've exactly. got like the one that you maybe miss, I think it's like the pros outweigh the ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely
1: right one yeah. of the things about being a perfectionist and having an all or nothing mindset is that fear of failure oh yeah that's, that plays massive, particularly for perfectionists. Mm-hmm. So the fear of failing at something will often stop people from taking action. Yeah. The fear of not having the perfect plan will stop people executing a...
0: What's called call analysis Analyst paralysis?
1: Analyse, yeah, analysis Analyse paralysis. paralysis.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> a mouthful, isn't it? That's a fancy word <laughs> for <laughs> someone with a list. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: <laughs> that's fun to do on the next night, Al, yeah. <laughs> for the rest mm-hmm. of you. But can failure ever be a good thing? Is it good for people to fail?
0: Failure is an amazing thing. I um, I guess it's it's what we mean by failures. I think in in growth, micro failures is what I like to call them are are super super important. Uh, failure is like or micro failures are controlled practice. You mm-hmm. know, like let's say you go and play tennis or play a sport. You know what I mean? And you keep messing up a hand. You know, you keep failing at like maybe a shot or whatever else. Well, that's like it's controlled practice in a way and in a, in a sense you can keep learning from that to eventually make the shot mm-hmm. and you can look at this in like lots of different parts of your health and fitness like let's say you're tracking your food or let's say um you know you lift a weight that's too heavy for you and you fail at that set you know so that you track the food um and you get home and then you realize oh shit it's got twice as many calories in it mm. you're just like oh crap so you can be like i failed i've ruined my diet for the day what's the point i'll start on monday yeah. instead what you could do is you could be like right well i'm not going to make that mistake again i've learned from that experience mm-hmm. and that's a positive thing because the more of those experiences i go through the more i just keep learning the more i grow the better of a place i'm in the more educated i'm about food and i'm less likely to keep messing up on my diet same with your exercises you know say you're in the gym and you go and lift a weight that's a little bit too heavy or you do something that is maybe just too challenging and you and you fail you go okay right i've, I've maybe pushed over my limits a little bit mm-hmm. i'll dial it back I and mean, i'm gonna find that happy medium or that sweet spot there's loads of examples i think people's relationship with failure is is really really poor and bad um and mine used to be like it used to i used to not um, embrace failure in that way and if i were to start something new i would actually be scared of like all the things that I've got to learn uh, versus now if I go and start something new I'm just like oh my god like I can't wait because I know in the beginning you're gonna have the most amount of growth yeah <laughs> it, it, like allow
1: in, yourself the grace to be a beginner
0: exactly you <laughs> learn you just you're able to just you, you'll see more progress in the beginning mm-hmm. than you will in than, than anything else after after like a year or two of doing anything normally even like playing an instrument or a sport after that it's just like incrementally dialing things in mm-hmm. and that's what it comes down to so yeah, it's. Uh, I think people's relationship with failure is, is really bad. Um, I think we need to get to a point of embracing failure and realizing that it's part of the journey and that it teaches you all the important lessons of what not to do. And if we want a, a better way of looking at failure or if you want to not fail as much on any journey, Uh, the best thing you can do is learn from other people's mistakes. That is the way of, of cutting it out. So you've got things like books and courses and YouTube videos, podcasts. podcasts. You guys are here. Uh, They are all going to allow you to learn from other people's experiences and mistakes. And then if you want to take it a step further, you're going to hire a coach or somebody Mm -hmm. that has, repeatedly uh, has not only maybe achieved the success that you're looking for yourself but then has also been able to repeatedly do it with other people that look like you because they have probably got a closer blueprint of how to get you results than anyone else and that can be in business it can be in health it can be in fitness it can be in whatever else because if they've been able to repeatedly do it with people that look like you they clearly know where the hurdles and people mess up in the jumps and what are they gonna be able to do? They're gonna be able to navigate you around this. So you're gonna be able to get from A to B in a shorter space of time. You're not gonna have to go through the pain of making a lot of the mistakes Mm -hmm. because they're gonna guide you past them and through them. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna make mistakes. You 100% are because you you have to in order to become more self-aware. But they can definitely guide you there a lot faster.
1: It's hard though, sometimes, isn't it? Like, I'll, I'll use myself as an example on this, and it's something I've been talking about on my own social mm-hmm. media recently. And I've had a few people contact me saying, oh, I'd never even thought of that. With my own journey with food, I will, I now know I will overeat due to a number of different factors. And mm-hmm. thanks to the work that I've done with Kelly, my coach at Body Smart, I have failed multiple times on my journey. With coaching with Kelly so far, and I hated this in the beginning. I felt like such a failure, overeating on mm-hmm. calories, eating too much, turning to food. But over time, she slowly unpicked this for me and helped me understand, like what was the, what was the thought or the environment or the person yeah. or the the trigger, the habit that's mm-hmm. that's made that happen. And recently, I've got to a point where like, I'll give you an example. So last week, we are building IKEA furniture. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Me and my husband, yeah. ugh, bearing in mind the IKEA furniture has been in the hall for six weeks. Okay. So number one mm-hmm. issue is, why have you not built that? Mm-hmm. Because why did your man brain not go, <laughs> if I build that furniture, she's going to be really happy. Anyway, that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Hey, I've
0: got a man brain over here. Yeah. Still a hey. bit bitter.
1: Yeah. So hey. then then the next thing is we start building it together and it's just so hard and stressful and it's late at night mm-hmm. and my head's going, I haven't got time for this. Mm-hmm. I have got time for this. My kid's got to get in bed. It's late. And after we'd finished it, I went downstairs, went to the cupboard, opened the bread, yep. put it in the toaster, hit the button mm-hmm. and I went, no, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. That is one of my triggers because I've got one of my main triggers is that my time is not my own or I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the, the drawers had been there for six weeks and my husband hadn't put them up was, was yeah. number one insult to my time. So yeah. that triggered me. The fact that it was late and the fact that it took too much time immediately made me go and turn to food. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I am stress eating right now. This yeah. is a stress response. This is not me thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. So i popped pop that i done toast up and I put it back in the bag <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I put it back yeah. in the cupboard. And yeah. it was like, that was a moment where I was so happy mm-hmm. and so proud. And those moments are getting easier, yeah. but I wouldn't have been able to get to that point. Had I not failed at that multiple times over. Yeah. And I have to go back and forgive that Gemma six months ago, who did keep messing up with that because mm-hmm. I needed to mess up. I needed you those did. failures and needed those micro failures to get to this point now.
0: And you actually need the pain of it as yeah. well because just like when you go and kick your toe into the bed the side of the bed <laughs> oh. and it hurts like hell yeah, it's it makes you realize that hey i don't want to do that again and you become, you become a little bit a bit more aware yeah the pain of failure on your diet it feels extremely uncomfortable it makes you want to go what's the point sod it but as we spoke about before your health and fitness is a lifelong game so you can either use that experience to learn from it like you have mm-hmm. and keep look you know i think this is the difficult part like you know we'll have some clients that you know uh, are looking for a strategy that's going to work and I can say to them like well I think I've got about three or four that could work for you around this problem that they're facing but they might have to go through three or four cycles of failure to then find that one thing that works for them the difference there with a coach is I might have three or four that I know is going to work for that type of person Mm -hmm. versus that if they didn't have a coach they might have to go through a hundred which most people won't and that's why they'll give up so I think the pain is—is is you kind of have to sit with the pain a little bit, mm-hmm. like oh shit, like I just emotionally ate, or oh shit, I just stress ate, or whatever happened, and you kind of have to sit with that pain, and it, it's difficult. You've got to reflect and be very honest with yourself around why that happened and understand your triggers and your emotions and everything else that comes with it, and that's that's not an easy task. Not in the busy ta- lives it that we really. live,
1: but it does take time.
0: It takes time and it takes it mental does. bandwidth. Yeah, it does, and I think this is, um, you know, a big part of where people get into like binary thinking of like, I'm on a diet, I'm off a diet, or I'm just going to do all the things. I'm going to do nothing. That's easy. That is one decision. Mm -hmm. You think about that. You just go, you know what? Just ate all the toast in the house. I just (laughs) ate three pizzas. I just ate all the jelly beans. You know what I mean? You go, fuck it. I'm not on my diet anymore. One decision Mm -hmm. versus what you've just explained is you've just gone through a failure. You've had to sit with that pain, which Mm -hmm. is very uncomfortable. People don't want to do that. You've then spoke to your coach yeah. They've then that asked you 101 questions around why you've started to understand your behaviors and everything else around mm-hmm. that. And then you've started to understand why that happens. That's been multiple decisions multiple times. And now you've started to figure out a blueprint of success. Yeah. So that's a lot of decisions. And for a lot of people, that they just haven't got the mental bandwidth to be able to do that or maybe the, or support. the support. Yeah, or that's the what support. I was about to say.
1: I am yeah. biased, obviously. I am biased, mm-hmm. but like that, I feel like I've made more progress in the last, I don't know, six months than mm-hmm. I have in twenty years.
0: Yeah,
1: because Amazing. it's it's that yeah. it's unpicking everything at that foundational level because we yeah. all do stuff, you know, because of things that you know. Yeah. For me, growing up, we we grew up in food poverty you know, yeah. without food, food mm. was scarce. Mm. You, you had to clear your plates because yeah. there's, there's kids starving in Africa. Yeah, yeah. And you know, my yeah. friend Claire used to say she, she was taught something where a coach said to her, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to pack it up and, and send it? No, you're not. Mm. There are other ways in which you can help. And if you really want to help get involved in charitable courses, yeah. you putting your food in the bin is not going to help people of and course. it's going to hurt you, yeah. you know, not doing that action. So It is, it's one of those, it's, it's really difficult to get to that foundational level of thinking Yeah. that then your thoughts create your, you're you're better at this than me, your (laughs) thoughts create your behavior that creates your action.
0: I'm not sure fully how it goes. Yeah, something something like that, isn't it?
1: But it is, it's it's, coming back to that foundational, ah, this has happened and being able to recognize it has been amazing Mm -hmm. because the more I do it, Mm -hmm. the more I'm like. Yeah,
0: Jem, we've no. got this
1: We're getting what yeah. we're doing all of this You're figuring out.
0: You're figuring yeah. out yourself. And that's why I think we speak literally about this on every single podcast, which is the golden gem, the one thing that you have to be aware of, that you have to get in order to be successful for health and fitness. You have to become self-aware. Yeah. everything we're talking about now is making space to become self-aware. The more you know yourself, the easier it, the easier it is to make the right decisions that are going to positively affect you. If you keep making decisions that negatively impact your behavior, you need to start asking why you need to dig into that. And guess what? For a lot of people, it's very painful. And sometimes you just don't have the mental space or bandwidth to do that. And if you don't reach out, you know, ask for help. There's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of resources. Um, and if you're seeing that this has been repeated behavior, that's been going on for months, years, decades, look for help there is help there is a way out there are people like you who have who have also found success doesn't mean you have not got to put in the work but there is a way of, of getting into a much better place
1: my final question yeah. would be for somebody who's listening to this podcast who thinks yeah that's me i've got mm. that all or nothing mentality i can be a bit of a perfectionist and that's okay you mm. know it's it's you know it's recognizing it being self-aware mm. what advice would you give
0: that you need to remove that level of like binary thinking like on a diet off a diet or it's it just this way or that way and um, that is like we said an easier decision to make it's just it's just one singular decision and we're all so busy nowadays we've got busy jobs busy lives kids there's a million different things going on social media there's just everything's grabbing and pulling you, this uh, your attention and taking and taking decision bandwidth um so if you get into a place where you know, you really want to start being more successful with your health and fitness, you do have to create space. And I think one of the best ways you can uh, create space to have, to be able to make more decisions and to become more self-aware is to plan. I think uh, a lot of people are just like right, I'm going to eat healthy this week, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what does that even mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. So you're going to go into the month into Monday, and it's like, right, I'm going to eat healthy today, and it's like, well, what's in the cupboard? Have you pl- have you gone shops? Have you prepped anything? Have you even created a plan for that day? There's then there's all these extra decisions to make, and you just you're already setting yourself up for failure because you might get a couple of days in with willpower, and then life's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, your boss might be a dick, or your kid <laughs> might be, you know, or your, your kid might be screaming when you get home, yeah. and it's just like what? So then it's just like oh. You know, And your default might just be to go back to whatever dinner that you normally have or just to grab something or in or the cupboard. Or
1: takeout, which a lot of yeah. us do.
0: Versus that if on Sunday you went to the shops, you bought your food for the week, you planned out Monday to Friday mm-hmm. everything that you're going to eat, you, you've already reduced the friction and the decisions and the bandwidth so that you're able to stick to the plan throughout the week. And then also if you do mess up because you've you know, on one day, you can maybe sit with that a little bit longer, reflect and understand why, because you've got a little bit more mental space. You already go, right, you know what? I've got, I messed up on Wednesday. I'm gonna sit with that on Wednesday and Thursday, but Thursday and Friday are already planned out, so I can just get straight back yeah. on it. You've not got to wait till Monday. So by planning and prepping, you're able to create space to be more self-aware. And I think that's just just really important because again, I think a lot of people speaking, speak binary. I'm on a diet, I'm off a diet. Instead of just going, you know what? I've overeaten. Why did I overeat? Can I try and understand that? Right. I've got a plan to get back on track tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to try and understand why my behaviors and decisions led that way. I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to embrace that failure. I'm going to embrace the suckers we've said before. <laughs> <I don't laughs> That's to, my yeah. wallpaper.
1: It says um, that in my wallpaper. Yeah. And
0: we're going to keep taking those steps forward. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because a lot of, you know, willpower, we've got a piece of content that says, is willpower bullshit? Mm. And yeah, you know, mm. willpower is not this infinite source of yeah. discipline at mm. all is it it's about decision fatigue that's what willpower comes down yeah, and, to They're having to make too many decisions and, and
0: being overwhelmed and most of the time when people are overwhelmed it's through lack of a routine lack of a plan or an unrealistic time frame so if you're going into the week with uh, no routine around you know your health and fitness being on autopilot like we mm-hmm. were speaking about earlier you've got no plan and then maybe you've gave yourself some unrealistic time frame of like lose so much weight in three weeks Like you're putting so much pressure on yourself that you are literally setting yourself up to fail. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe removing that time or managing your expectations around when you should get the results, creating a plan until it becomes a routine. You you keep putting yourself in a position to succeed, not fail.
1: So removing those decisions, automating (laughs) your life, becoming self-aware and embracing failure. I think they've been the key points from this this episode.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. So if anybody is listening and they would like that support to kind of come out of that all or nothing thinking or even be helped with that plan making all these decisions more automated being Mm -hmm. held accountable if they want support with their nutrition fitness and mindset where should they go?
0: bodysmartfitness.com